This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. So recently I did an Instagram live about the connection between the father wound and our ability to attract in or keep money because this is a common connection. And FYI, if you don't already follow me on Instagram or watch my videos, I almost every single day hop on there and make videos about what I'm downloading from my guides and themes that are popping up with clients. And I think they're pretty helpful. I suppose I'm biased, but check those out if you haven't already. But when I posted that video, I had a lot of people reach out to me and say that it really helped them connect some things. And I wanted to share an example of a personal story from my life that I think could exemplify how you can use this type of information. I think sometimes the examples and the stories can just help us to better understand how we might apply this to our own lives. And when it comes to money, which obviously comes up a lot with, with my business coaching clients and a lot of people with manifestation are looking to call in money. We want to look at our relationship with money. We want to look at the frequency that we are embodying. We want to look at any underlying blocks that we might have to receiving. And it all comes back to with manifestation or calling in anything at all. You want to look at your relationship with with masculine energy and feminine energy. The thing is that for most people, if we're coming up against any blocks to calling things in that we desire, more often than not, there will be a connection to their parents. And, you know, it all comes back to childhood. This is one of the reasons why inner child healing, integrating the inner child, exploring that time period is so illuminating and, and so freeing. And when we do a bit of that work with the inner child, we see a lot more open up in our lives now. We think of the past as before and then the present now and then the future, but really time is a construct. And the only moment that exists is in the now and we can affect the now by healing what we perceive to be the past and also the future. We can get get down the rabbit hole of, of time. If you haven't gone through the Ascension Challenge, the uh, it's a free it's a free thirty day challenge. I highly recommend everybody does it. But there is a lesson from Archangel Metatron that is super expansive when it comes to time. So I would recommend checking that out. But anyway, it's really helpful to go back to childhood to explore our relationship with masculine energy and feminine energy. You can refer back to previous podcasts for for more on those. Everyone has both masculine and feminine energy, but where a lot of us might get blocked is if we have a really big imbalance or if and or if we are 
resisting masculine energy or resisting feminine energy. And I feel like I, I talk quite a bit about feminine energy and, you know, embracing the rest and intuition and slowing down and stepping more into that. But I feel like I haven't talked as much about masculine energy. And for me, something that was really helpful when exploring my relationship with money and receiving money, yes, there was the aspect of embracing my feminine energy and really opening myself up to be able to receive. Because if we're not in the energy of receiving, then how can the universe deliver to us, right? We got to be ready and open to receive. So that could be us stepping more into that energy. But what is our relationship with feminine energy and masculine energy like outside of ourselves, right? So what is our relationship with feminine energy when that shows up around us? What is our relationship with that in itself? But also what is our relationship with masculine energy? And the reason why I bring this up is because this is another really common block to receiving money or keeping money is resistance to masculine energy, which is something that for sure came up in my life. I've always been, well, not always, but for most of my life, much more dominant in my masculine energy than my feminine. And even though I was dominant in that, I was resistant to masculine energy around me. And that blocked me from receiving support in the form of money. If you are looking to support your sleep and balance out your stress, balance out your hormones, the best supplement I can recommend is Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil and specifically their sleep blend for sleep. I've been using Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil for a few years now and absolutely love it. It has helped me so much with relieving anxiety and stress, balancing out my hormones and helping me sleep through the night. And then when they came out with their sleep blend, Oh my God, this took my sleep game to a whole other level. And everybody that I have recommended it to absolutely loves it. I legit get the best sleep of my life. I've been tracking my deep sleep and my REM sleep, and I notice a huge, huge difference. And it has a huge impact on my productivity and my energy levels the next day. I personally use Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil in the morning and then their sleep blend in the evening and also their Mellow in the evening, which is their magnesium, their new magnesium blend. I'm obsessed with it. Ned products are the highest quality out there and you need to be really careful when it comes to CBD. It's actually really important to use a full spectrum hemp oil rather than just the CBD. This allows you to get the full benefits and unfortunately, most companies use CBD isolates. Ned is the best quality. They only extract from hemp flowers. Other products typically extract from the stalks and the seeds of the hemp plant, and most other companies will use high heat or high pressure, which can really compromise the profile of the hemp flower. But Ned only uses a very gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method done at room temperature. They also infuse their products with positive vibes, love, and gratitude, and attune them to binaural beats. The only ingredients are the CBD, the full range of phytocannabinoids, and non-GMO MCT oils, so no flavors, no fillers, and no inflammatory oils. You want to really make sure you check ingredients when it comes to these types of products. I cannot recommend Ned enough, and I know that all of the friends and clients I've recommended these products to have seen a huge, huge difference whether they're using them as a sleep aid, as an anti-inflammatory, as a 
natural pain reliever, to help reduce anxiety or depression, or to help balance out their hormones. There are so many benefits. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil will really just help bring your whole body back into balance overall because it's supporting the endocannabinoid system, which typically doesn't get enough support. So if you are interested in trying out my favorite full-spectrum hemp oil, and if you've tried other brands and you didn't notice the difference, trust me, you're going to notice a huge difference with Ned, just head to helloned.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off your one-time purchase or 20% off a subscription. And trust me when I tell you, once you try Ned, your whole life will change. So welcome to the Ned life. I want to go back and share kind of a story of little me because Again, I think it helps people to see an example and then maybe you can think about this for yourself if it applies or it might not, but you'll be able to find parallels somewhere with feminine or masculine energy. Okay, so going back to younger me and this whole this whole connection, there are like many things that connect here, opened up so much for me the second I kind of put it all together. So When I was really little, I was totally daddy's little girl. My dad and I were just tied at the hip, did everything together. And it was kind of like, I would always just gravitate toward my father when I was really little and my sister would go more toward my mom. And I liked to do a lot of the things that my sister didn't necessarily like to do as much. Like I was more interested in athletics, so to speak. (laughs) So anyway, I was really close to my dad when I was really little. People would always tell me I had him wrapped around my finger. So we were very close. And at this stage in my life, I'm also very tapped into, I'm very tapped into my feminine energy. I'm, I was very intuitive talking to my spirit guides, expanding time and space, all up in the creativity, imagination, all of that. Then When I was about nine years old, my dad got in a really bad car accident while he was riding his bike and a car hit him. He flew about a hundred feet and shattered his leg. His leg was broken in, God, how many places? It was like, I think like 20 different places. It was, it was pretty bad, like pretty bad. And I just remember going to the hospital. I had no idea why I was being brought there. It was a very like odd experience. Like somebody picked us up from school. My Somebody picked me and my sister up from school and she didn't, it was a family friend and she like, didn't tell us exactly where we're going or what was going on. And then I just remember walking into the hospital room and I'm like nine and I see my dad in the bed, uh, in the hospital bed. And just like really not, not good image of the leg. Let's just put it that way. And so that whole experience, plus, you know, the recovery from that, he thankfully got his leg like put back together with the screws. And he had one of those, I don't even know what they're called. It's not a cast, but it's literally like a metal contraption held together with screws. So he had that, I think for about six months and, you know, had a special bed downstairs in the living room. So it really just kind of shifted our whole family system our whole family dynamic. And 
obviously that affected his life a lot and everybody's. And my mom started working a lot more to, to pick things up because he couldn't go to work during that time. And my sister, she's five years older than me. And so she was just generally busier because she had extracurriculars and would be with friends and things. And so I was home a lot more and I would be home with him a lot. And it was at that time that I snapped out of channel. It like, it was at that time that I snapped out of channel and my throat chakra closed. And what happened was it was like, my dad was my symbol of masculine energy. And it was you know, as a, as a young kid, it was traumatizing for me to see that and, and to see him in, in pain in that way. And all I knew was, okay, this is happening. Everybody's picking up slack. And I, I wanted to help. I wanted to support him. I remember just like, I, I would sit by his bed and anything he needed, I would go get. And it was almost like through that experience, I sort of turned on my masculine energy and felt like for me to be safe, I need to be in control for myself now. And it's sort of hard for me to explain, but at the time I internalized that experience as, okay, my dad, who is like my symbol of strength and in my head, he's invincible, gets really, really hurt. And I, I see all of these different areas of his life shift. And that makes me feel like if someone so strong can get knocked down like this and everything can change, then I can't trust the world around me. Again, this is how I'm internalizing at the time. And so the way I can take care of myself is to kind of harden and just take control and try and control as much as I can. And I need to be the protector now is how I very much internalized it. It was during that time that I turned off a lot of my intuitive gifts. I just remember such a clear, like snapping into a different energy. My personality changed. I became a lot less playful and a lot more serious. And there was just a lot going on between his accident and kind of just everything else that got affected. And my grandpa also died at the same time. So there was a lot of stress going on without going into too much detail, but I think you get the idea. And with all of that going on and you know, my mom doing the best she could to work more and she got busier. And I just felt like, and again, I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I felt like I needed to be more serious and more responsible. And like, I didn't have room or time to be silly or creative or playful because I had things that I needed to help out with. And I needed to be serious and mature. And I was feeling that energy around me. And so I, I shifted and I, I know that was a very, very clear shift for me. One of the ways this manifested was through my voice. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but when I was really little, I would channel speeches all the time. And I would also like channel books sort of. <laughs> So I would just stand in front of my mirror and for hours, like when I was very, very little, I would just give these speeches and I would use words that I had never even learned before. I mean, I was channeling and my grandparents would always be so impressed with my reading abilities when I was like three years old, four years old, before I had even learned to read because I would basically channel the book. So I would sit down with my grandparents and I'd be like, I want to read. And they, they're like, oh, cute. And I would 
legit read it, even though I didn't know how to read words. Um, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So I was very much in my, in my channeling energy from a very young age. And we used to have to give uh, presentations, like little speeches in, in front of the class. And it was always super easy for me. And other kids would get really nervous and have a hard time and they'd have to use their note cards. We got to use note cards. And I just thought it was the easiest thing ever. I loved giving speeches. I always kicked ass. I never needed my note cards. It was so easy for me to, you know, at the time I'm like, oh, it's easy for me to memorize. I didn't really even need to memorize. I would just get up there and kind of channel it. But the thing is, it was just something that was so easy for me. And I never worried about it. I never got nervous. And I always, I always killed it. I nailed it. So what was interesting is I remember I had one of those speeches. We had to do them consistently. Now that I think about it, I feel like, I don't know, do other people give speeches that young? It, it was interesting. Anywho, so I remember there was one right before my dad, my dad's accident that I just, I nailed, did a great job. And then I remember there was one after his accident. I remember I was practicing. I would, I would read him my speech, like off my note cards while he was laying in his, his bed downstairs with his, you know, leg up and in his contraption. And I was practicing with him and I remember just having such a hard time and getting so mad at myself and getting so frustrated with myself because it was like it wasn't sticking in my head and I kept stumbling over my words. I just couldn't, I couldn't get them out. And then the the time for the presentation came and I I went up there to give my speech and I remember I just blinked. I just blinked and that had never happened to me before. And I looked down at my note cards and I the words are right there, but I just started stuttering and stumbling and I started sweating and I was so nervous. And I remember just feeling so upset in that moment. And like, what is happening to me? This never happens to me. I never had stage fright. And suddenly I did. And I remember all the kids in class laughing at me and I was just so pissed anyway, you know, got through that. The struggles of being nine, 10, <laughs> got through that. But after that, it was like, nothing was, was the same with my voice and, and how I talked and my confidence. And I was just so frustrated from that on out because I thought, okay, maybe I just got really nervous that day and it'll go away and I'll go back to being my old self. But I felt like I didn't go back to being my old self. And I just felt myself shut down like slowly, but surely it was like, I just shut down and I felt my throat close up, like my throat closed up and I started having trouble articulating things and coming up with words and I would stumble over my words and I just had a hard time talking. And that's something that I know I've talked about before, but you know, it just kind of followed me for a long time. But that experience was such a clear shift. Like it was such a clear shift of, I just kind of got knocked out of channel. My throat, my throat felt like it closed up. The way I communicated was completely different. And I totally shifted from being much more in my feminine, creative flow, playful, very outgoing, fun into this much more masculine energy and very, very serious and structured and logical and letting myself be as silly anymore. I just felt like I completely shifted. And it actually took me a while to 
like figure out that (laughs) all of that was happening at that time. And really because of how I was viewing the situation and how I was internalizing that and how I was trying to cope with that. Optimizing my sleep is absolutely crucial for being able to do everything that I do with enhancing my productivity, my energy, being able to be a clear channel, show up in a number of different ways, produce all the content I produce, my creativity, everything. That's also tied into my health and my hormone regulation. And one of the simplest tools I use for this is wearing my blue blocker glasses. And I have tried so many different brands. The best ones out there are blue blocks. They are the best. If you're using the orange glasses, they're not blocking the full range of blue and green light needed to really give you the full benefits, which is why I love Blue Blocks Sleep Plus Red Lens. I noticed a huge difference in my sleep. I've tracked this and I see a huge difference in REM sleep, deep sleep, my productivity and my energy in the morning. I don't wake up feeling jet lagged. It also helps to even out my hunger because when my sleep's off, then you have all of your hunger hormones out of whack during the day. It's a big cycle and something so simple you can do is wear a pair of blue blockers. And I am definitely on screens later than I should be. So I put these on when the sun goes down and it makes the world of a difference. If you are also on screens past when it gets dark, I would strongly recommend getting a pair. I'm also on screens pretty much all day. Well, depending on the day, because I'm on my laptop so much. And that's where the blue light clear lenses come in. These are blue blocks, daytime lenses. These help to reduce any digital eye strain, headaches, migraines, macular degeneration. And I wear the blue light, which is best for people who work in more natural light. But if you struggle with any type of seasonal depression or you work under harsher artificial lighting, check out these summer glow yellow lenses. These will make a huge difference during the day. I really think that every entrepreneur and or anyone who works on screens a lot should arm themselves with a pair of Sleep Plus red lenses and a pair of blue light or summer glow lenses for during the day. This investment will have huge return on your health, your productivity, your mood, your energy levels, your hormones, your adrenals will thank you. I wore different blue blockers before, but my life totally changed when I used blue blocks. These are 100% backed by the science. They have about 20 different frames to pick from, so you will definitely find some that you like. You can also send in your own frames if you want, and they offer a custom-made prescription service as well. Personally, I love the Parker frames. The Hudson frames are the blue ones. I really like those. And the crystal lenses. I get so many compliments on those. So if you want to try them out, head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can use my code Christina for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com and my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off. When you get them in the mail, make sure you take a picture and tag me on Instagram so I can see you in your new glasses. Flash forward to couple years ago, (laughs) as I started exploring all of these things and something that kept coming up intuitively around, you know, just like blocks around money. And as I'm growing my business is that it was connected to my dad. And I was like, I don't know like what this is. I definitely picked up from both of my parents, the belief that you have to work hard and work more hours to make more money. My dad is definitely a more more frugal, (laughs) let's just put it that way, Uh, and worries about money a bit, a bit more than my mom. So, but I already kind of, you know, worked through a lot of that and it was just something else was there. 
and I couldn't place it. I'm like, I don't know what else. I, I just didn't know what it was. And I was just very much thinking, trying to think of things in, in the wrong direction. I'll just say it that way. And then I realized this and I'm like, this is, this is the connection. This situation has nothing to do with money per se. And it also wasn't something that happened to me. It's something that I saw. And so could say, you know, I experienced it in my own way. But that's why I think this is a helpful example. That's why I'm bringing this one up because I think a lot of people don't look at things that maybe they witnessed around them and they, they look at, let's say we're, we're looking at money blocks and they only look at things where money specifically was involved. So this is a little bit different, but when I started to think about this experience, like this is what came up for me and I realized, okay, this is where I learned that I couldn't trust masculine energy. And what's really interesting is for a long time, I, I just like, I never trusted men. I just never trusted men. And I, it bothered me. It it was really weird because I always had more male friends than, than female. I just got along with men better, but at the same time, I just never trusted them. It was like, I was in control still, but I always had that block in relationships and I couldn't figure out why. And I mean, aside from all of the general like media, you know what I mean? But I just, I just knew there was something else going on and I couldn't figure it out because it was like, I had fear of abandonment yet. Like my father was always there. And I also had very supportive, multiple, very supportive male figures in my life growing up. Um, there was just something else. And I realized that (laughs) one of the main reasons why I didn't trust men was because I didn't trust masculine energy because the way I internalized that experience when I was younger was, okay, my dad was my example of masculine energy for me. And then he got really, really hurt. The person I never thought would get hurt, right? You're, you're just this little girl and you hold your dad on a pedestal and then you see him almost die. And then you see his life shift and he's not able to do all the things that he used to do. You know, he couldn't walk for a long time and he couldn't go to work for a while. So my mom is taking on more roles. She is providing more. And I learned I have to provide for myself. Like that's how I internalized it in my head of feeling like I can't trust support, like the energy of support outside of me because it could go away at any second. So I need to be in control myself and I can only trust myself. Like it was just so shocking to little me that I learned that I couldn't fully trust. And I'm not saying this was right or wrong to internalize it this way. I'm just saying how I internalized this was I can't trust masculine energy outside of me. It hurts too much to depend on that energy of protection and support outside of me and then see how it can change so quickly and might not be there anymore. And so little me not consciously decided I'm just going to be my own energy of protection and support. It's safer for me to not have to depend on anyone outside of myself emotionally. And so if I'm just in my masculine energy, then that's safer for me. And then as I got older, that's manifested as just not trusting masculine energy in, in relationships. And I 
couldn't understand why I couldn't understand where that came from. My dad didn't do anything wrong in that situation. You know, he got in a really bad accident, but that younger version of me learned like, I can't trust the world. Like the world's crazy place. And it's probably just safer for me to only trust myself. So then I shift into my masculine. I shut off a lot of my intuition, playfulness. Like it's a lot of that carefree, playful energy. And that really affected my ability to receive support. And it shifted my personality a lot. So this comes back around when we're talking about money and receiving money. And like I said, beginning of this, we can look at, you know, what is my relationship to receiving? Do I feel like it's safe to receive? Did I learn how to receive? What is my relationship to feminine energy? Am I in my feminine energy? But then also what is my relationship to masculine energy? Because if I am resistant to masculine energy, if I don't trust it, then I push away support from outside of myself. And money supports us. With money, we can buy food, we can put shelter over our heads. Money is supportive. And we can block that if we are resistant to receiving support from outside of ourselves. So this is where it's important to look at, you know, both masculine and feminine energy and not just one. And there are many different layers to this. I'll say, you know, for me in this exploration, I've gone into so many different relationships and many different layers of those relationships to explore what I learned about masculine and feminine energy over the years, how I internalized that when I was younger and how that might affect my ability to receive support, receive in general. But this is why a lot of people might energetically push away money as a supportive energy, or they, you know, might receive the money and then it just goes away really quickly. A lot of people have a belief of, oh, if I get money, it, it leaves. Right. So they, it's like, they can't keep it. They can keep it, but they've, they've built that belief in, and where might you think that once I get the money, it, it goes, I don't trust that support. As soon as I get it, it leaves. It's not dependable. And all of this was super connected to my throat chakra. And, you know, for me with, with working on my, my different chakras and my energy body, I have found that there have been significant events throughout my life that have affected each of my main chakras and my throat that that was the one that was so connected to my throat. And as I did some inner child healing around that situation, my throat opened up and also, this is where a lot of my intuitive gifts started opening up a lot more because when I could reframe that and talk to that version of myself that that saw that experience and responded in that way and help her know she's okay and integrate that, she felt safe to then use her voice instead of shut it down. And then that affects me in the now. And so there was a level of shutting down some of my gifts in, in response to that experience as kind of a safety mechanism. That wasn't the only thing that made me kind of turn off my gifts, so to speak. Definitely wasn't the only thing, but that was a big, a big layer for me. And it affected definitely my relationship with, with money and my ability to call in more. It affected my, my relationship to men and being able to trust men. That's been something that's come up in most of my relationships, my romantic relationships is, is that trust and can I, can I be supported? And it's also affected my, my channeling 
so much and me feeling safe to be in my playfulness, in my silliness, in my intuition, in my flow. Because if I feel like I can't depend on any support outside of myself, if I feel like I'm not safe to be supported, well, then it's like my whole body wants to snap into my masculine energy to be my own support because I can't trust anything else. So my body needed to feel safe (laughs) to be supported by the universe, to receive support from, from people around me, through people around me, so that I could get more into my feminine and open up more of my gifts again. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that If you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. I hope that was a helpful example of the connection between masculine energy, receiving money and inner child healing, all of this tied together. I think that, you know, in the, in the world of shadow work and inner child healing and and trauma healing, sometimes we think about it in a way that blocks us from what we really need to look into. So for example, I know I used to get really blocked because I was thinking of traumas, like only big T traumas and only to me. And I started to unlock a lot more when I started being more open to even just like little instances in my life where I was hurt or I was teased or 
I felt really sad and also where I saw other people experience those. And then I felt that in my body and also that we can experience trauma without anyone doing anything wrong necessarily. You know, the idea of right or wrong is is a whole other thing. But I think that a lot of times when people think about things that need to be quote unquote healed, they're thinking about who hurt me and how was I hurt? And yeah, that, that's important to to look into and explore as well. But like in this example, right, my father had an injury and just me experiencing that and, and being that situation, everybody was doing the best they could. And thankfully he recovered, but it was a very high stress situation in our house for a bit. And so noticing just like, where was I in a stress state? Where were my parents where and when were my parents in a stress state or or my siblings just noticing those those times of stress and to be honest that period of my life was something that I didn't really look into in connection with all this stuff for a long time and I didn't look there because there have been so many other things in my life that have happened that I had like classified as trauma these are all my big traumas that wasn't one of them but that was what that was an experience that did really affect me and shifted the way I viewed everything else in my life after one of many, you know, and I, I think it's important to talk about these types of examples as well, because none of these explorations are about blame. And I know that's something that can be hard for people to wrap their brains around, but it's not about blame. There's there's no one to blame. It's just, OK, what happened and how did I internalize that? How did that affect my ability to trust, how I saw the world, what I learned I could and couldn't depend on, how I should show up, who I was supposed to be. You know, we can go down the list of questions. It's really just awareness. It's not about blame, right? Like in that situation, there's no one to blame. It just, that was a situation. I learned something. I was, you know, young and malleable and scared because my dad got hurt. And then you look years later and you're like, whoa, that affects my relationship with money. And this is where, you know, a lot of people miss the mark when they're working on their relationship with money because they're only looking at money and instances with money. And yeah, that's really helpful to look into if you're looking to heal your money story and maybe grow your business, attract more clients, whatever it is. That's all helpful to look into. And let's look at our relationship with support in general, with work in general, with family roles, our relationship with time, our relationship with worthiness. What does it mean to be worthy? What is value? What is responsible? What is not responsible? Our beliefs around where money comes from and how it comes in, how quickly it can come in, what it means if you receive money? What does that say about you as a person? And how does it affect your life? How does it affect a family unit? Can we depend on other people? Can we not? How do we treat belongings? How do we treat gifts? There are just so many questions that you can dive into when it comes to exploring your relationship with money. So I hope that this example helps shed some light on, you know, one, one example of what I mean when I talk about how the father wound or your relationship with your father or your relationship with masculine energy can affect your ability to receive money because it's connected to your relationship with supportive energy. And that also might not be with your father. It could be with your mother or another authority figure in your life, but really just who modeled to supportive energy and what happened with that? Did you learn that you could trust it or that you couldn't trust it? 
did you learn that if you took support from someone else that they held it against you? Did you learn that if somebody supported you that it would come back around and bite you in the butt or that you would fall for the bait and you thought you would get supported, but then they would take it away or they wouldn't actually be there. It's so helpful to explore our relationship with support and any beliefs we have around it. If we can trust it, if we can't, what comes of it, if we attempt to and start to, you know, see where we might've formed different beliefs because often we don't even realize we have them until we start to explore times in our life where we accepted or resisted support and and saw what happened uh, through that and then what we might have learned. So all it's all in awareness. It's all in awareness. And I'm hoping that this example, this story, this explanation illuminated something for you. I love talking about releasing money blocks. If you have any questions around this, please let me know. I would love to answer them for you. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to share it. Take a screenshot, tag me on social media at Christina, the channel, share it on stories and I'll repost it. it means the world to me. And don't forget that if you do enjoy the show, it only takes a second to leave an iTunes rating and review. And it helps me out so much. And I know a lot of you listening have not left a review, even though you listen every single week. So please, please do that. And if you take a screenshot of that iTunes rating and review and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com, you'll be entered into the giveaway to win a free Oracle card reading from me. So if you want to be the lucky winner, gotta make sure you enter, leave that iTunes rating and review. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, sending you lots of love, all the good vibes, and I will chat with you again next episode.